0: PO Box 611 751 North Miami, Florida 332 61. Let me say that again. Harvest Time Assembly. PO Box 611 751. North Miami, Florida. 332. 6-1. Before we begin our study tonight, let us join together in a moment of prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we come bringing our sacrifice of prayer, praise, worship, and thanksgiving. We honor you as the great and mighty God above all gods, the creator Sustainer of the whole wide earth, Redeemer, Savior, and Deliverer, Holy, All Wise, Omnipotent, Omniscient, Almighty. We honor you, dear Father, as the only true God, holding all things together by the word of your power. You invited us, Father to approach your throne with boldness through the shed blood of your son, Jesus Christ. And you encourage us to pray for all men everywhere, for kings and for all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet, a godly, and a peaceable life in all honesty. We pray for all men tonight, for all rulers and leaders tonight of every country, every place. We pray for men everywhere, women and all children. Save them, deliver them, guide and protect them. Let your hand of blessing be upon them. Keep them in health. Deliver them from the rage and fury of the evil one. Confound the spirit of deception that has gone out into our world tonight. Let truth, righteousness, and peace, godly wisdom, and honesty prevail in the land and in all the lands of the earth everywhere. Send forth your Holy Spirit in this and every land let your kingdom come O God let your will be done let there be a move of your spirit convicting converting drawing and consecrating men and women to you and to your service send a great revival in our land set your church on fire O God Fill us with the mighty anointing of the Holy Spirit so that sinners become converted and your name glorified. In these last days, Father, we need this visitation from you. We know and we confess that the transformation we need is going to take place not by might nor by power, but by the Spirit of the Lord. And this mountain before us shall be removed by the power and the person of the Holy Spirit, third person of the Godhead. Move in this and every land, O Lord. Move in the islands of the sea, the remote villages and settlements everywhere. Let not fear and mistrust prevail. Let them be cast down. Let not the wickedness and deception and iniquity and the evil and satanic devices that men have uh, arranged, let them not prevail. Let there be peace on this earth and in every heart also. Let the blood of Calvary's mountain him flow throughout this land, filling this nation with righteousness. This is your land. We ask that it will be free from sin and unrighteousness. Let salvation come to all in Jesus' name. And as we open your word tonight, bless this study. Bless all who participate this evening. And let us be stronger and be richer from our study. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Let us now read from the book of Ephesians, chapter 2, verses 1 to 3. Ephesians 2, 1 to 3. And you had he quickened, who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in time past, ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past, in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. In chapter one, we saw how we, or who we are in Christ, verse one to 14. And in verses 15 to 23, we saw the prayer of the apostle for greater spiritual enlightenment on behalf of the Ephesian believers and us, of course. He prayed that they would realize uh, the greatness and enlightenment that comes from God. The eyes of their understanding becoming enlightened that their spiritual eyes will be open to behold the wonderful truths in god's word now the apostle in chapter 2 verse 1 to 3 reminds these ephesians of their past our past can be a good servant but a bad master use it as a teacher, to help us appreciate our present position in Christ. We cannot afford to cling to our past. Let us use it merely as a stepping stone to advance us to higher heights in Christ Jesus. It is helpful to follow the pattern set by the New Testament champion of faith. Paul the Apostle. He said, Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth to those things which are before. He said, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God that is in Christ Jesus. Philippians 3, 13 and 14. You are now blessed You have been chosen. You are accepted, redeemed, forgiven. You have become heir to a massive inheritance. You are seized with a new hope, a child of the King, sealed. However, your past can become a useful tool to let you become appreciative of your present standing in Christ. This first portion of Ephesians 2 reminds the brethren of where they came from. They were dead in trespasses and sin. They were insensitive at one stage, irresponsive, they were living in a world of darkness not knowing anything of light or life. They were doomed, dead in sin. None of us can argue against this fact, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, Romans 3 and 23. Sin is described in the New Testament as described, in the new testament using these storms missing the mark being in debt a debt that you owe matthew 6:12 sin is described as lawlessness transgression disobedience going beyond the limit falling sin is described as defeat, ungodliness, and error in Hebrews 9 and 7. Everyone has, in some way, fallen victim to all of these, but the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, has cleansed, covered, and removed those sins far away from us. Those sins are buried in the sea of God's forgetfulness. Bible says here in Ephesians two and one, and you have he quickened who were dead in your sins and trespasses, your transgressions. You are now made alive in Christ. You are saying in other words Ephesians What you used to be, you're not that anymore. You have passed from spiritual death to resurrected new eternal life. From dense darkness to radiant light. You are not what you used to be. Now you are changed, and you continue to experience change going from one level of glory to another higher and still higher deeper and still deeper borne along by the word of God and the power of the Holy Spirit as we yield ourselves to the living and loving God change is taking place in our lives we are becoming stronger we are becoming better we're becoming spiritually healthier. We're becoming more and more of what Jesus wants us to be. We're not in decline, but we are moving upward and onward in Christ by the grace of God. You have he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. God does raise the dead and we can testify to that. Verse 2 says, In times past, this is Ephesians 2 and 2, In times past, you walked according to the course of this world. We, that is, fulfilled, or rather we followed the way of the world, not the way of the cross. We followed the broad way that led to destruction. The Broadway with the thronging multitudes. There were lots of, of um, uh, friends and company along that road. But we were blind to the narrow way which led to real life and true happiness. Yes, we all follow the course of this world system. The epistle of John, first epistle of John, chapter 2, verses 15, 16, and 17 clearly warns us. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lusts thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. First John 2 verses 15, 16, and 17. We're talking here about the unholy, and unhealthy pursuit of things to the detriment and neglect of kingdom priorities. Matthew 6 and 33 encourages us, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. We live in a material world but we have to prioritize the spiritual things and put them in the rightful place. Jesus is number one in our lives and all things and every other thing must follow him. He is Lord of all or he is not Lord at all. The Ephesians, before conversion, followed, walked after, pursued the way of the world because they did not know better, and uh, were driven by a strong force. The record says you walked According to the course of the world, according to the prince of the power of the air, there is a spirit that has gripped the hearts of lives hearts and lives of men, women and children today. That spirit is manifesting itself in violence, immoral living gross deception and craftiness. That spirit is manifesting itself in murder, in bullying, in road rage, in disregard for the rights of others, in disrespect, lack of consideration, and politeness has been thrown out of the door. It is a spirit of the prince of the power of the air. It is devilish. It is satanic. People may say, well, that spirit was here all the time, but let me tell you, in these last days, that spirit has become, has come out of the closet and has become manifest everywhere. Yes. What spirit would take a gun to a school, to a shopping center, to a church, to a gathering uh, where people have come together for social relaxation. Not only take a gun there, but use that weapon to mow down innocent and unsuspecting persons in cold blood. What spirit will do this? It is the spirit of him who came to steal, to kill, and to destroy. That spirit is not from the one who came that they might have life and have it more abundantly. That spirit is orchestrated and generated by Satan himself men have put themselves under the sway and control of that spirit. Men have not learned to resist the devil, but they have chosen to enter into a fellowship and an alignment with the evil one. And the evil one influences them to do evil things. There is a calculated effort today, more than ever before, to marginalize the means that will bring the grace of God to the people, to the masses, to the public, the poor, the afflicted, the addicted, because the prince of the power of the air is controlling those who have authority in the land to prevent the spread of the Word of God, what was the la- when was the last time you saw a tent meeting with an anointed gospel evangelist preaching the living Word of God to thousands creating traffic jams with the streams of hungry people well, reaching out for more and more of God. When was the last time, when? When was the last time the sound of the gospel filled the air for several blocks around you? You see, that was when our country was poor. But now... We have increased with goods and have need of nothing, not even God, they're saying. The noise of the preaching, they complain, and the singing is too much. And to have these thousands of people near our property will bring down the value. We can't even sleep for the noise, they say. We don't like the noise. Of the gospel give us the noise of the footballers give us the noise of the basketballers give us the noise of the soccer stadium but give us peace and quiet from the gospel and the preaching of the word but america cannot eat their cake and have it if you select peace and quiet in this life You cannot have peace and quiet in the next. It is appointed unto men once to die, and after this, the judgment. The songwriter said, Give the winds a mighty voice. Jesus saves. Jesus saves. Let the nations now rejoice. Jesus saves. Jesus saves. That used to be good news way back then. But that's not good news now in many quarters. The Word of God, I say tonight, is living, active, powerful, sin-destroying, devil-defeating. As the Word fills the air, the atmosphere, it deals a death blow to the satanic elements in the area. This Word does not return void and powerless and useless, but it, it is, but it accomplishes the purpose for which it is intended. The word produces change. It clears up the very atmosphere. It is doing good for this home, into which the word is coming right now. It is doing good for this family. It is doing good for this neighborhood. And the word preached and declared and heralded in the atmosphere will knock the demon of murder, the demon of violence, the demon of uh, road rage and every the demon of the bullies. It will knock all of those demons down to the ground and set them running because the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Let the word of God go forth with power. Let the word of God be preached. Let the word of God be magnified. Let the word of God come forth without hindrance so that the forces of hell might be put to flight. It is too long that the forces of hell have been uh, treated with kid gloves. It's time for real boxing gloves to be put on and hip a death blow to every demon of hell. The prince of the power of the air once had control of your life and my life, your actions and my actions. He had control of our minds, but he no longer has such influence, thank God. We have been redeemed We are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. We live in the secret place of the Most High God. We are abiding in the shadow of the Almighty. We are covered under his wings, sheltered under his precious blood. We are in a place where the enemy can do us no harm because we are Christ's. And we are hid, our life is hid with Christ in God. By ourselves and with our own strength, there was no way we could free ourselves from that bondage of this evil power. But the amazing grace of the living God reached down and rescued us, ransomed us, redeemed us to God exalting us far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named in this world and in the next, Ephesians 1 and 21. The prince of the power of the air lost his hold on us when we let Jesus come into our heart. Then things changed, we became new creatures in Christ Jesus. We were born again. We became God's property, God's child, and God treats us as such, and he regards us as the apple of his eye. We are not redeemed with corruptible things such as silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Jesus Christ, God's son. The spirit that now works in the children of disobedience is the spirit that works in the prince of the power of the air. Satan is the one who is driving disobedient and violent people into action against society, man against man. Put the blame where it belongs. Evil men... Are driven by a wicked devil, they must relinquish their, they must relinquish that master and embrace the new master, Christ Jesus, the Lord of glory. He will give them beauty for ashes, joy for a spirit of heaviness, peace for anger and rage, power of love for the love of power. He will give them gentleness for violence and kindness for cruelty, forgiveness for hate. Christ is the answer to all our needs. His grace is sufficient. His blood makes the miracles to happen in our lives. Verse three of chapter two continues. and continues about our previous lifestyle, loss of the flesh, fulfilling and satisfying our flesh and following the dictates of our mind, wheresoever it may lead us. At that time, in our past life, we had no stable guide or rule for our conduct. We had no spiritual anchor to stabilize us. Neither did we have a spiritual compass to guide us to a safe haven. We were drifting hither, thither, and yon. There was no purpose in life that prepared us for the life that is to come. So by nature, We were heading down a slippery slope, rushing madly towards the edge of a cliff blindfolded, marching merrily along to the edge of our doom. By the nature of our lifestyle, we were as good as doomed and dead. But by the grace of God, Jesus, came on the scene and snatched us from what was certain death and destruction and brought us into life. That is what salvation is about. That is what Christ has done for us. That is the change that our neighbors, our friends, our family cannot understand. In Christ, we are new creatures. In Christ, we are changed. Our conversation is changed. Our walk has changed. Our likes and dislikes have changed. We are a people who are heading for the promised land, heading for the place God has prepared for those who love him. This thought about being uh, fitted, or let's see exactly how it is. We were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. This reminds me of one of the famous preachers of yesterday, Jonathan Edwards. He preached a sermon entitled, Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God. He preached this in Enfield, Connecticut in the year 1741. His text was from Deuteronomy 32 and 35, where he drew the picture Of a sinner. The the title of that message, did I say, is Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God? And the text says, in essence, in due time, their foot shall slide. He drew the picture of a sinner suspended over the angry flames of the pit of hell, held aloft merely by the slender strand of a spider's web. The web was ready to snap by the mere weight of the sinner. The web itself was weakened by the intense heat of those angry flames. Any moment or rather every moment being treacherous, It was only a matter of time before the sinner, by his own body weight, would drop into the angry flames. Paul says, we were fitted for destruction at one time. We were good for nothing else but for destruction, but God came to where we were and he saved us. He picked us up. He poured in oil and wine into our wounds. He bandaged everything up, and he set us on his own beast and took us to an inn. And here we are, sheltered in the arms of Jesus, being watched over night and day, by the all-seeing eye of the Almighty God. Here we are safe and secure from all alarm. We were by nature the children set aside for doom and destruction. Such was the state of these Ephesians and such was our state before we found the Savior. Let us therefore then rejoice and be very glad You have nothing to worry about. In Jesus Christ, you have become safe and secure. You say, but I'm not perfect. Just as you are, he loves you, and he knows that your desire is to grow stronger in him every day and to walk closer to him every day and to be more and more like him. We have been redeemed, brothers and sisters, we have been saved. We have been delivered, rescued, ransomed, all because of the amazing grace of our God. Let us give him thanks. We will continue with more of this uh, next time we meet for Midweek Bible Study. But let's give him thanks for what God has done for us. Great things we are of. We are glad. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you that you have been really good to us. When we consider what we were without you, we are glad that you found us, that you washed us, that you cleansed us, that you forgave us, that you transformed our lives. And you brought us into your kingdom and caused us to feel a deep sense of acceptance. We don't feel as if we're strangers in the kingdom. We feel as though we belong to you and we belong to each other and we belong to the household of faith. Thank you for your kindness, Heavenly Father. Thank you for your grace and mercy. And we rejoice in you this night, in Jesus' name. And now, Father, we pray for brothers and sisters who now bow before you. We ask that you will help them to receive and to enjoy the overwhelming grace of God. Let the peace of God which passeth knowledge keep their hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Bless them indeed.
1: Enlarge
0: their coast. Open up the door and the way for them. Remove every obstacle from before them. Give them a clear path, O God, for your God. Bless this family. Bless this home. Bless this household. Bless the extended family. Those who are far away and those who are nearby. We commit everything now into your hand in jesus mighty name and all the people said amen and amen